Well, welcome to the Power Talk podcast with Reverend Matthew DeLeon and Pastor Paul Chicago. You're listening to part one of today's podcast, and we pray that you enjoy this podcast, take it to heart, and know that these things that we say and we talk about are to enlighten, to, to help, to encourage, but most importantly, for your growth. So enjoy this podcast. Welcome to another Power Talk podcast. Let me get it out there. <laughs> I'm just so excited. Pastor Paul is back. Oh my goodness, it's been too long. I know. Again, the boys are back in town. The boys are back in town, buddy. <laughs> and again, I just want to say thank you for Zachariah for helping me out. You know, yes. he's been he's helping me out, Pastor. Of course, you knew this yes. with the podcast, and he did a phenomenal job. Zachariah has got a good heart. He's a wonderful young man. Yep. And uh, it's I, I really do. It's fun doing a podcast with him. I will say, Pastor. Yes. It's fun. If, now I'm thinking about it. You should do one alone with him too. Just, oh yeah, I'm you sure. know. we'll eventually do one too ourselves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He sure. he's just fun to kind of uh, you know just. Talk about the scriptures. He's got good revelation. He loves the Lord, obviously. Yeah. And it's just really good to have him on there. I love it. I think yeah. it's great. But you're back now. Yes. So we're excited to have Pastor Paul back. I, I think it's been four weeks since our last podcast recording together. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, here we are. Hey man, it feels good to be back. So you're you're a few shades darker. I noticed that you got some sun. Yeah, that's what happens when you get all that amazing sun and cool air. Yeah, from the coast. Yeah, from the coast. I love it, Pastor. Um, we have a good topic today. Oh, cool. I know we can talk about politics, which are crazy right now. Yeah, they're crazy. You know, with Trump and oh, we would you say the Obama, the, the, uh, the Biden economics. <laughs> yeah, just the economy. The economy and everything is just crazy. I know it. It's crazy, it but. Is. But we got good words today. We got good words today. Mm-hmm. The topic for today is the power of our words. Oh, yeah. The power of our words. Again, we can go off go off key and talk about how bad things are, you know, in the political realm. Right. We could talk about how bad the church is right now. But, you know, we're going to bring an encouraging word and talk about the power of our words, yeah. Pastor. That's good. Just with that title alone, Pastor, what comes to your mind? Just with that, hearing that title alone. You've been a minister now for... How many years would you say a minister? Right now, almost at 30. We're getting close to it. 30 years. About 38, 28, 29 years, yes. I can only imagine this title having so much meaning to you, so much yes. impact for you yep. as a minister. Yeah. You know, it, it's easy to talk about like the spiritual aspect because that's pretty much what I delve with mm-hmm. and delve, delve into mostly. Yeah. But just the emotional impact of words, you know, mm-hmm. you know, talk to talk to a child who's been raised and they'll tell you, you know, my parents, they always affirmed everything I do. They were they always believed in me. They always telling me that I could do anything and be successful. And you can see the difference in how confident yeah. they are, as right. opposed to young people that were never spoken any life to. Right, right. And we know that when it affects you emotionally, it also has a spiritual ramification. Because it, it determines a lot of how you see God, mm, how okay. you feel about what God is doing in your life or hasn't done in your life. You know, talk to most people that have been raised negative and they'll tell you, I don't believe in God because yeah. nothing good in my life ever, ha- ever happened. Right. Well, it's mainly because they never had a good word. Oh, so this is why there's so many questions about God. In fact, they, yes. just, in fact, they just question God altogether. They just question his character, his, right. everything about him, his existence, yes. his goodness. Yep. Because the words that they should be hearing that are affirming, reaffirming, not just who they are as people and be mm-hmm. confident yeah. in that, it should be reaffirming to that when you say what you say, you also live what you say. Yeah. yeah. And so when young people don't see that, mm-hmm. well, what happens is, is that they have a really negative view of God. And remember, 
you, there is no parent that can be actually equal to God. Nobody's claiming right. that when I say this. Right. right. But the expression of God should be seen through our parents yes. and heard through their voice. Pastor, you before you became a, a senior pastor of your own church, yes. you were you were a youth minister. Uh-huh. What did you see, Pastor, as a youth pastor in regards to the power of words from parent to student? It, it was night and day between those who did and those who didn't, mm-hmm. those who had and those who did not have. Mm-hmm. Those who were and those who weren't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my point is simply depended upon where they came from mm-hmm. and the words that were spoken into them. Mm-hmm. You could tell the difference between those who had a good, solid foundation mm-hmm. that they grew up in and yeah. those who didn't. Mm-hmm. And it was night and day. And now, Pastor, you've been removed from that position as youth minister for 20 some years, right? Yep. Have you seen, have you come across some of those youths and seeing their future, what it's like now, or seeing their present, what it's like now? Yes. What, what, have, you, what, have, what have you seen, in other words? Again, those few that really were built up, told yeah. they could do anything. Yeah. Today, they're confident. They, ha- they, they have good jobs. Yeah. On the flip side of the coin, many of the ones that didn't get affirmed, some of them actually still have good jobs, but in their marriage, they struggle. Mm. They struggle with building relationships with their own children. So there's still a problem somewhere in their life. Even if they might be successful financially, they're yeah. not successful emotionally with their family. So you mean telling Pastor, all because of words? All because of words. All because of words. Yes. Why, why, why do you think it is, Pastor? Why do words have so much impact in our lives? If it's in a negative negative uh, format or a positive format, why is, why is it so uh, impactful? Well, th- th- now this becomes more of a spiritual thing, so I'm going to kind of give a little okay. revelation. Yes, please. Remember in the beginning, God said. Okay. God said, let there be light. Light. God said, let there be an expanse mm-hmm. between the heavens above. Mm-hmm. God said, let there be. He Word. Everything he did, he used words to express himself mm-hmm. and make it become a reality. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so he gives us according to scripture because it says the power of life and death are in the tongue. Mm. The same power has been given to us. Wow. So when we express something, mm-hmm. even though we think that it's just a physical thing that we're saying, we're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. We're expressing God's, we're expressing something in the physical that has a spiritual ramification. Mm-hmm. So when you tell your child, I knew you would never, I knew you're no good, mm-hmm. or I don't believe it, I don't think you can, right. blah, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're speaking into existence mm-hmm. spiritually mm-hmm. what it is that's going to hurt them in the future, in the natural. Wow. And so words are still very spiritual. Mm-hmm. That's why even the Word of God mm-hmm. is alive and powerful, mm-hmm. okay? Active. It's living and powerful, mm-hmm. sharper than any two-edged sword. Well, how is that? Because, and what does it divide? Mm-hmm. It divides asunder the joints and the, the marrow, and the or the marrow. bone and the marrow. Mm-hmm. But what's the next one? The attitudes and the intentions of the heart. So it's saying that that spiritual word yeah. becomes very emotionally connected with your emotions and your intentions, your life. So to go back to what you're saying in Genesis chapter 1, this is how much power we have we don't realize. That's exactly right. We do not realize how much power. God spoke and it came into being. Yep. We speak 
And it comes into being. It comes into being. It may not happen overnight like it did with the Lord. Right. But it does happen. Because the difference between the Lord and us is that he had full faith. Ours is also mixed with our faith. Well, think about this. This is a revelation. Yes, please. Natural things happen much more often in the world, mm -hmm. even with Christians, mm -hmm. than positive things. Mm. Okay. And, okay? okay. Think about it. Think about how many people say, man, I tried so hard and nothing good's ever happened to me. It seems like well, nothing it good at all. Well, okay. But you see, they have great faith in what won't happen. Mm. That's why it comes quicker. Nothing. Right. Nothing comes quicker from their words mm -hmm. than something does because they have more faith in the nothing than they do the something. Mm. So they have faith in something. They do have faith in something, even if it's nothing. Exactly. Even if it's negative. Right. Even if it's negative. It, but it's unfortunately, like you just said, that example is they never have nothing and they never will. Never will. Because they don't have the faith. And so this is why when the Lord would speak, he said, look, if you would just believe and not doubt. Well, why would he say that? Because he already knows 99.9% .9 of all people, when they speak, there's still doubt. Wow. There's wow. still doubt in there. Wow. But again, going back to the scripture you said, that's because there's doubt in our heart. Yes. And for anybody to act like, well, I had the faith. I had the faith. I'm going to tell you right now, most people don't know the word enough. They don't have a relationship mm -hmm. strong enough with God. They don't live it day in and day out to have that kind of faith. Mm -hmm. Only ones that I ever see working that kind of faith do the very thing that I just said. They're totally dead set on their word yeah. because they live it, breathe it, think it, talk about it, read it, yeah. re-speak it. Yeah. They, they, they uh, talk right. They talk yeah. positively. They don't talk negative all the time. Yeah. And they always, always have faith in everything that God can do. And they don't believe anything different. So when they speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That mountain moves. Yeah. Can, I go, can we go to Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7? You yes. just said something that Jesus actually did is when he prayed, he knew that God was going to hear him. Yes. This is Hebrews chapter 5, verse 7. It says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears that the one who the Father could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. And so you see, like you just said right there, Pastor, he knew what yes. he was going to get. Through his prayer life, because he understood how to talk. Yes. He understood how to speak. He understood how to speak. So therefore, his prayers were good. Yes. That's why he could ask the Father, and the Father would respond. The we beautiful, say, beautiful. We, it's, we always like to use the excuse, well, Jesus was God. Well, of course he was God. But he also gave up a certain element of his God Godhead. Yes, he did. And that he was willing to it. sacrifice everything that he did have in his hand yes he did to also become human in the process too wow. that's why he was all man and all god but he was showing us as all man how to live in full oh faith gosh. the way he does my goodness and so he did it yes and anything he asked for the father god would respond good but he knew how to talk use yep. he knew the power and the significance of his words and he lived it constantly wow he walked in it Pastor, and I noticed here that there's, there's a difference between the power of your words and the power of the tongue. Yes. And the scripture talks about the, the difference of the two. Now, they, they both have the same end result. The end result is the same. Yes. But it starts off with the power of the word and the power of the tongue. Yes. Okay, so the tongue is controllable. 
even though it's not controllable. Mm, I like this. Okay. Go ahead. Because it's a part of your physical nature. Yeah. So if you go to James, um, what was it? James. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. About it being like a ship. Yes. Uh, James three or James five. James three chapter four verses. I'm sorry. James chapter three verses four and five. There we go. Let's go to James three. Okay, so we said right here in verse 4, look, okay, verse 2, it says, For we all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, mm -hmm. he's a perfect man, able to also bridle his whole body. He's saying that the tongue is so intricately woven as a part of your life and everything that you speak, it even controls the body. So you have control over the body okay. through the tongue. And you just, that was your comment right now. Right. The tongue is controllable. Right. So the tongue, that therefore means the tongue is a part of the mind. The tongue is, okay. Okay. Part of the mind. Okay. We can go deep on that too. Right. There's, there's some depth to that. There pastor. is depth to that. And because when it's a part of the mind, that means that you can control the tongue if you can control your mind. If you can't control the tongue, you can't you control, control your mind. mind. And Whoa. so what comes from that uncontrollable tongue and mind is the word. Wow. So the word is separate. It reacts because the tongue doesn't keep going. Once I speak something, the tongue is done. Wow. But the word itself and the spirit keeps going. Wow. Okay. I'm still stuck on uncontrollable mind, uncontrollable right. tongue. Okay. okay that's a, that is a message in itself, Pastor. This it's is why this generation powerful. is... Is so uh, confused. They're so confused. Hurt. Yeah. And they're hurting each other and they're hurting themselves because they're uncontrolled mind. And there's yes. therefore they're speaking uncontrolled, uh, unnecessary words. Unnecessary words come from that uncontrolled tongue. Because wow. the tongue yeah. is actually, in this passage, a connection to the mind. That is good. Is that good? Yes, because we're talking about the, the difference of the power of the words. Yes. And the power of our tongue. Again, you said the tongue is controllable. Yes. But we're not controlling our mind. Therefore, our tongue is not controllable. Right. And Man. so everything, that's a, it's, it's all one Good. piece. Good stuff, so watch this. Yeah. And it says, indeed, we put bits in horses mouths mm -hmm. that they may obey us. Mm -hmm. And we turn their whole body. He's saying, look, how do you control the horse? By putting a bit on his tongue. Yes. And controlling the reins. And controlling those reins. And you can turn his whole body by controlling his tongue. Wow. So watch this. He says, look, also at ships, although they are large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small udder wherever the pilot desires. Mm. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. Wow. So the tongue turns everything in your life. And Proverbs says it creates wars. That's right. That's where wars are created and generated from. It's the tongue. tongue. That's right. So, and he says, see how great a forest a little fire kindles? Look at that. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members. What's the members? Your body. It's so set amongst your body. In other words, it's in this crazy place right in the middle of all your body. In other words, in the midst of your body. Yes. That it defiles the whole body. And it sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. So he's saying, when this tongue, this tongue is a revelation of where your head is. It's where your thinking is. It's wow. where your mind is. And then when your body responds, you can now see by the fruit that's really coming from that. Mm. It's creating. We see hell is now a part of your life. 
Oh my gosh. Isn't that something? You're right, because you just said right now, according to scripture, that the tongue defiles your life. It defiles your whole life. Everybody can see it. So not only does it defile, but also defines your life. That's exactly what it is. It defines it and defiles it. You know, it's interesting because Jesus said this. It's not what comes in, what a man puts into him that defiles him. It's what comes out of him that defiles him. Right, because what goes in, you have the ability with your mind to control it. Come on, come on, come on. But if it's uncontrollable, it comes out and you see the defilement. Exactly. And you see what's defining your mind, your life. Pastor, can we equate the mind in our hearts to like a bank? Whatever we put in... It's, it's what's going to come out. That's right. I won't name names, but we talked about some people in this generation where they, they want to be Christians, they want to be strong, but they're watching movies they shouldn't be watching, right. listening to music they shouldn't That's be right. listening to, Pastor, and they wonder why they struggle with Plain and simple, life. junk in, junk out. Right? Trash in, trash out. Again, again, the, illusion, the, the illustration was a bank. You know what I mean? A bank of the heart and the bank of the mind, whatever you're putting in. Like you're just saying, it's going to come out. It's going to come out. With interest. With interest, yes, because now you also see it in your life. And that's what it's saying. It defiles your whole body. In other words, it's part of your life. Man, this is, this is good. I, it, uh, what I do a lot of. Yes, sir. Um, and again, does it mean I still can't mess up? Sure, I can. Yeah. But even when I sleep, I go to sleep with worship under my pillow. Amen. And I sleep with it on to almost all, a full eight hours of the night. Amen. And um, people say, man, I couldn't sleep with music on. You know, you can when you understand how to allow it to steady your mind. And I dream there now. There it is. I dream some of the mu- some of the words that are being spoke while I'm dreaming. Yes, sir. Or, or while I'm asleep. Yes. And I also find that I don't have bad dreams. Wow. Any of any kind. Wow. They're not weird dreams. Uh, and they're usually just really kind of just nothing dreams. Nothing yeah. that mean anything. Yeah. So, but you have rest. But I have rest. And so I'm not saying worship we do that, but I trust that if the worship is from God, mm. it's going to just come permeate into my mind. Mm. So even in my sleep, I'm speaking mm. right. So there, there was I had a dream. I won't go into great detail or nothing. But in the dream, I was in a church setting, and I could hear the singers in the background. Well, I know that part of what I was hearing was the music that was coming through my pillow, yeah. and it was transferring into my dream. music in my dream. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because while I was um, dreaming it, I could also see that the people in this church weren't acting right. So basically, long and short of it, I responded to that. But the point is, is that it was because of that worship music that these things, you know, you're you're even talking about the Lord, talking to the Lord in your dreams. There's situations that are very God, God, uh, that are influenced by God, Mm -hmm. even in your dreams. So you have like this control barrier, if you will, in your, in your mind, it seems like. And the worship is help guiding that. Yes. And those are words that are coming from the mouth through song, through song. but it's words. Yes. And yes. your brain and your tongue and your heart are all catching this. Mm. And so I'm catching it even while I'm asleep. And so I choose to tend to go on, listen, either. Sometimes I just put the word in drama, in drama yeah. form. I just put it on. Yeah. And I let it play. Amen. A lot of times, just worship. Yeah. If I can't go to sleep, I make sure that my mind is being filled. So a lot of times, I don't go to sleep necessarily with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do. Right. It just depends on the night. If I just feel like, man, I feel a little heavy, I put it on. Mm-hmm. If I go to sleep, I'm at peace. But in the middle of the night, I can't go back to sleep. Mm-hmm. So like last night, I couldn't sleep. I didn't go to sleep for three hours in the middle of the night. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to worship God. So I laid on top, and I listened to the worship and prayed. 
One way or another, this flesh doesn't get Amen. to rule me. I love it. And so what you do is you you, you begin to tame the tongue mm. instead of it becoming an unbridled tongue. Yes. And you tame, you're also tame your thoughts. You're taming your thoughts. And so you, you, it, it changes I you. It. I love it, Pastor. And this is why I love the passage you picked, because if you look in James chapter 3, yeah. it says in verse 8, But no man can tame the tongue. Mm. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Okay. It's true that no man can, but the Holy Spirit can. Amen, Pastor. And then he goes on, With it we bless God and Father, and with it we curse men who have been made the in the similitude of God. Mm-hmm. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things are not to be so. Does a spring send forth water uh, uh, fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree? So he's basically saying that it's impossible for a bitter spring to also throw up fresh water from that same spring. Mm-hmm. Or fresh, sp- bitter water from a fresh spring. Because these things spring out, you can only get one or the other, okay. is what this passage is saying. You can't have both You worlds. can't both, uh, you can't best to have the best of both worlds. You can't say, hey, I'm a godly man, but act, say things like the devil. Come on, Pastor. And it's extremely important because even Christians need to reread that because he's just simply saying you can't have the best of both worlds. At least like what pastor used to say, you can't have a horn and a wing. (laughs) (laughs) He's good. good. I used to say a horn or a halo. (laughs) So you can't have both. You, you, You can only have one or the other. Wow. And so basically, if you allow the Holy Spirit to control your life, then godly things come out. Pastor, why do you think, I know you can't answer for everybody, so this is kind of a generalized question, yeah, Pastor, yeah. but why do you think we resist these kind of truths and we just keep living life the way we feel, the way we yeah. see, and we wonder why we go to church defeated, Pastor, instead yeah. of in victory. You know, we go to work defeated instead of believing God to, you know, for a miracle to happen with our supervisor yeah. or a new job or something along those lines, Pastor, right, right. but we go to church complete, completely defeated. Right. And why, my question is, yeah. why do you think why do you think we wrestle with these kind of things all the time? You know, the only thing I can figure, bro, at least from dealing with so many people, yeah, is that the majority of most people are not willing to put the time in for the battle. They're not battle ready. Yes. And then yes, they sir. wonder why they lose the easiest of battles. Battles that I think Come on, that's good. I could defeat that right now. Oh, that's good. While other people they live in the mess and they will not go to battle for their personal lives. You know, we were sitting at staff today, did we not? Yes, sir. And we were talking about, you know, we feel in our heart, what we, we know in our heart or our mind yes. what we would like to teach the people because that's what they need. Right. But come on, you and I both know we've been teaching them already for years and yes. they're still not listening exactly. or applying the information. Exactly. Because nobody wants to fight for their life. They want others to fight for them. It's called spiritual laziness. Come on, Pastor. That's good. You know, we'll go out and work hard for our money, but we won't go out and work hard for our spirit. Come on, Pastor. We won't go out and work hard for our eternity. Come on. And the Lord says that these things are all where moth... Do not put your treasure where moth and rust will destroy, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but where moth and rust cannot destroy. Mm -hmm. Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. So what we see is people put their heart, they put their heart into all kinds of things, but they will not put it into trusting in God's word. And you're right, because this heart and treasure doesn't always mean something that's profitable. It it could mean death. 
Yep. It could mean destruction and it yep. could mean damnation, Pastor, yep. unfortunately. Yep. Look, if you're going to go to work and you're going to fight for your paycheck to climb the corporate ladder, mm-hmm. if you're going to fight to, 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 you know, to, to get on that vacation you want, if you're going to fight to make your payments, if you're going to fight for whatever it might be, why don't you fight for your inner man? I find very few people that will fight spiritually for their for their the sanctity of their personal lives. You're hitting right in the head, Pastor. And so I just think people are spiritually lazy, is what it is, because I've been teaching a lot of people good stuff to teach them how to fight, and yet they're the ones that I teach still need counseling, still need an extra message, still need a special message, still need you know they're just not doing it. And it's interesting; they're still talking. These same people are the spiritual lazy people. Yeah. What I mean by that is, is that we're still talking and you're not talking the right language. Right. Not using the right words. Mm-hmm. We're still, um, we're sabotaging yeah. our future, Pastor. Yeah, we are. Because we're not, like you said, filling our life with the worship, sleeping with our iPhones on, you know, with worship playing right. or the Bible going in the background. We're not feeding the inner man and he's starving to death, Pastor. And I'm going to tell you, I don't do that because I'm better. I do that so I re- stay better. Pastor. Because it's like anything, I can fall, slip backwards too. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not talking you necessarily all fall backwards, so to speak, or I'll fall into sin. I'm talking about take a couple of steps back and lose the fervor, yes, lose the fire, yeah. lose that hunger. Yeah. I don't want to lose even my hunger. Yeah. I want to stay close to God. Bash, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Looking at what how much you spend time with the Lord now versus ten years ago. Yeah. What has changed? And just in your personal time with God, when you wake up from your routine. When you wake up in the morning, you're going you're gonna, you're gonna to spend time with the Lord. Ten years ago to now, what would you say is the difference in your life personally? That's a good question. And, and you know what? I, the one thing I can honestly say out of the probably the couple of different things, the number one thing is mm-hmm. I do it even when I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Because in the old days, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like So I might take a couple of days off, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Take a break. Take a break. And it's like, nope, there's no break. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There are just some days I don't have time. Yeah. It just ends up the day went 17, 18 hour day. Yeah. So when I lay my head on the pillow and even throughout the day, I'm still praying anyway. Yeah. But just to have that quality time, the difference is, is that even when I did have the quality time back then, I still yeah. didn't take it at times. Yeah. yeah. Today, if I have any of it. I'm probably even if it's 20 minutes. Yeah. I'd rather get my 20 minutes making sure that me and God are okay mm-hmm. than not taking my 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Where most people won't do that. Yeah. That that 20 minutes it's like, "Oh, I need rest. Mm-hmm. I need this. I need that." Not mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I know what God wants and I know what I really need. I don't need rest. I need God. So would you say the fight in you is different? It's different. For the time that yeah. you want with him now versus uh, 10 years ago? Would you, that's that exactly say? right. It's just a different cho- choice of battle. I go in with mm-hmm. my sword blazing. Come I on, do man. not leave my sword behind. On, I don't go in him and hawing. Yeah. I go in. I repent. I say, God, but you are amazing. And I tell him how wonderful he is. I worship him sometimes. But whatever I do, it's just to give God honor. Pastor, you just said just a moment ago about the armor of God. The armor of God is, is the word of God. Yeah. Everything from the, hel- to the helmet, to the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the belt of, you know, everything is the word of God. It's the word of God. Fully activated in our lives. Exactly. But we got to speak that out. Yep. And so that's the difference. And am I going to say everybody has that ability? 
I think they do. Mm -hmm. I have yet to, don't get me wrong, there are those few people in the world that are just so over inundated. I, and a lot of them are so tired, but I think a lot of times they are tired because the, their, their spiritual priorities aren't right. Their physical priorities are a mess, but they're, and so they're busy, 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 but their spiritual priorities aren't right. Uh, your spiritual priority is to connect with God, no matter how busy you are. I mean, shouldn't that be a desire? It, it should be. And I, but you'd be surprised how many people say, you know what, I know I should get praying. Okay, and they might say, oh, see, I desire it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's talk. I think it's to make yourself feel good, but, but it's not true. You're 100% right. I was on Instagram the other day. Yeah. And there's these two guys interviewing this girl. Pretty girl. Yeah. Blonde hair. She goes, I'm a Christian. And the next question is, do you read your Bible? She goes, well, no. He goes, do you even believe in the Bible? She goes, well, no. And the next thing is they're slapping their head, their hands on the forehead. And it's like, what are you talking about being a Christian then? You have to read the Bible and believe the Bible. Not something. But that's what their so-called Christians are calling themselves. Yeah. And without even reading the Bible. Because it's easier to call yourself a Christian hoping that that would, be, by saying I'm a Christian, that's enough to get me into eternity with God when that day happens. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're going to find out really quick that that's not, that's not the answer right. to their future. Right, Pastor. And wow. you're going to find that when you have a relationship with God, it requires responsibility. Amen. And you'll find that your so-called idea of Christianity is filthy, like a filthy rag to mm -hmm. God because mm -hmm. that's what you call righteousness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, your righteousness is not enough. Right. And so I find that the words that we speak are usually dedicated a lot to self. I find that the words we speak are usually defeating. Okay. And I find that the words that we 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 that we speak are are filled are filled with demonic demonic uh, um, influences influences and verbiage that could only come from hell. So it's dedicated. It's 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 demonic and it's defeating. Um, defeating. You take those three things alone and you fix that. And that's going to take learning to speak right. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.